What is up, everybody? This is Day Life with Passion coming at you with episode three, season one. Today's topic is going to be a heavy one, so we are in for a treat because that's a good thing, y'all. That is a good thing. Today's topic is going to be suicide awareness, suicide prevention. We're just going to be talking about strategies for how to help someone who may have suicidal ideation, how to help yourself if you have suicidal ideation. So without further ado, let's get into it. Let's go. There are five things that I think are extremely necessary and vital for suicide awareness and suicide prevention. First thing, self-awareness. This goes for the individual as well as the people around the individual. Two, empathy. Some might say it's a skill. I say it's a superpower. Three, communication, baby. Communication. It is key. Four, time management. I know, might not have thought that one, but time management. And five, the common knowledge, professional help. So let's start with number one. I would like to think that um, the self-awareness aspect of everything, it starts with the individual who has suicidal ideation, but I actually want to begin the topic by talking about the people around them. So when we're a self-aware individual, we are mindful every day, or at least majority of the day every day, um, of things like our emotions, our environment, our stress levels, our responsibilities, our interests, our goals, things of that nature. And when we're self-aware of our needs and our interests and what we have going on that day, that week, that month, we're able to prioritize how to help the people that we love around us. If we aren't self-aware about what we're doing in our own life and we're not being mindful about any of the activities we participate in, how on earth can we make the time actually thoughtful time for the people that we love that are struggling? That being said, the self-awareness for the individual with suicidal ideation is arguably harder. Um, that being for obvious reasons and it takes a lot of time it's not going to happen overnight but i think the most important thing for self-awareness for the individual with suicidal ideation would be managing your emotions recognizing how you're feeling in that moment recognizing your triggers a super helpful aspect to managing and mitigating your emotions is focusing on your breath there are a lot of therapy strategies you can literally like feel your sensations feel your body and like you know kind of create a mental orb in your hands and pull it out of where you find tension you know things like that there are a ton of creative options you can also you know develop creative hobbies to to balance the stress that you're feeling and to get out of that mindset but self-awareness about how you're feeling is number one self-awareness of your emotions when you are the individual with suicidal ideation easier said than done again can't stress that enough it is not going to happen overnight but knowing that you're doing it for yourself and out of love for yourself will be tenfold amazing chef's kiss please you have value let's get into number two empathy is a superpower i guarantee you it is i genuinely feel like it's a sixth sense like not everyone can be empathetic or no i take that back anyone can be empathetic but a lot of people choose not to be they have other priorities other things that they're focused on or interested in it's not the easiest thing to put your time into but for other individuals it comes very naturally empathy is a superpower the way I perceive empathy at the end of the day is literally be a third person perspective, take yourself out of your shoes and put yourself into the shoes of the person that you know is struggling with their mental health. Literally, like if you know them, maybe you know they have a bad family situation, maybe you know they struggle with finances, maybe you know that they're going through an abusive relationship or they might have some kind of mental health issue, maybe they are dealing with trauma maybe you don't know what's going on but something is going on and you know that literally take a moment to put yourself in their shoes and try to feel what they're feeling literally sit down 
Do you think it would feel good to be dealing with trauma? Probably not. Take that to literal heart though. Take a moment, sit down and actually feel what they're feeling. It takes effort. It's a superpower and not everyone wants to do it. But if you do do it, you will literally save lives. Three, communication is key. So this goes for all parties involved. Again, arguably it's probably harder for the individual with suicidal ideation or mental health challenges to communicate their needs. So I truly feel like it is more beneficial for the loved ones around them to make the stronger effort in that sense. Notably, when they make that effort, it's actually easier for the individual struggling to also reciprocate the effort or learn how to reciprocate the effort. So that's worthy of making note of. But yeah, communicate clearly, directly, and sensitively, thoughtfully, if you will. Going back to number one, maybe you know you have a really heavy workload this week, or you've just been feeling drained for months. Now's the time to communicate that. Be direct. Say, honestly, I don't have the capacity to help you right now, but I love you a lot, and I want to be there for you, and I care about you, and you are not alone. Can we make time at this point in time because I want to be there for you, and I want to help you? Saying something as simple and as clear and as thoughtful as that, again, can literally save lives. Now for the person struggling with suicidal ideation, communicating directly and thoughtfully whatever is needed in that moment is a lot easier said than done because that requires a lot of vulnerability about what they're going through. And they may not feel comfortable telling everybody or anybody what they're dealing with. And that's valid. Sometimes they can trigger themselves by talking about the topic that is very hard for them, but that doesn't mean they don't need help and it doesn't mean they don't want it either. And even if they don't want it, they need it, so. The best way for the individual struggling to be a good communicator is, again, um, going back to the self-awareness, sit down with your emotions, lay down, take a nap, or listen to your favorite album, or eat your favorite food, go get a snack, go get some boba, go get some pastries, whatever makes you happy, boo. But do it for you, and then once you've sat down and kind of calmed yourself down a bit, Communicate to the people that you love, your mom, your dad, your best friend, your cat, if you if that works for you. You literally, there are so many like different um, platforms, so many different apps, things of that nature to communicate with that are free, like for peers, strangers, things like that, that wanna help, that care, that are an advocate for these things. The point is, calm yourself down, communicate with someone, anyone, and get the help, seek the help, because you deserve it. You deserve to live, you deserve to be happy, you deserve to grow through what you're going through. Getting into number four, a little bit easier to talk about because it carries on from the rest of them, um, time management. Again, when you're self-aware and when you communicate those top ones, it is very easy to manage your time. And in doing that, again, you can communicate and set a time frame for when you are able to help the person in need because it's important to make the time. But you can't make the time if you don't know what you got going on in your schedule and you can't even manage your own personal time. So that's a necessity, um, mostly for the person that wants to help the person in need. So yeah, time. Can't make use of it if you don't know where it's going. And finally, professional help. I can definitely vouch for myself and I like to think I speak for other individuals struggling with mental health obstacles time to time that nobody really likes being told they need professional help. It's not an exciting thing to venture into or at least not in its most organic emotional sense. And at the end of the day, we all know anybody who's tried to find some kind of professional help knows that it's not the easiest task. Insurance is involved, time is involved, money is involved. 
and all that aside you can finally find a therapist find the time for one find the money find someone that takes your insurance whatever the case and then end up with someone that you don't really click with someone that you have to code switch with someone that you don't feel like you can be yourself with or worse someone that makes you feel even worse about what you're going through which has happened to me in the past sad to say but true it's good to keep in mind that a therapist, a psychiatrist, psychologist, they are also only human at the end of the day. They are practicing skills that they learned in school and they are not a magician. They cannot wave a magic wand or give you a magic pill and make you feel better. All they can do is be a teacher to you, an advocate and a supporter, listen to you, try to offer you advice, offer you strategies. But at the end of the day, going to therapy, getting a psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever you feel you need, whatever you get, it involves homework. It's a process. It's a journey. It's not just a one and done. I talked to someone and now I feel better. It's it, it takes years. There are some people that go to therapy regularly throughout their life. Honestly, arguably, that's a good thing, whether you're going through something stressful or not. But sometimes at the end of the day, our friends, our loved ones and ourselves, we, we can't help ourselves or we can't help the person that we want to help. So sometimes it is very vital to seek out professional help. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. Absolutely nothing. I think for men, especially in this society, it's a common perception that like being weak, quote unquote weak, or crying or being emotional, letting out your emotions, communicating apparently, is seen as a bad thing. Honey, honey, let me tell you for the cis straight men out there, when you go to therapy, your attractiveness goes up like tenfold. Like that ain't even a joke. It's the truth. So go to therapy. Going to therapy is not a bad thing. Getting help is very important. It's attractive. You glow when you grow say it with me you glow when you grow this was episode three season one thank y'all for tuning in this is the off of passion paving the path to positivity one post at a time